Welcome back to the Mama Show. This is your host, Rohit. Today we have David, the CEO of Tenbound and Sales Strategist. Thank you, David, for getting into the show. Thank you. Awesome. Would you just like to give a quick intro about yourself? You know, like how you started this this company of yours and how you got started with everything, you know? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I have been in the sales and, and marketing industry for about 20 years. And uh, I was in the tech industry running sales teams and, and marketing teams uh, prior to starting Tenbound. And Tenbound is a research and advisory firm that works with sales and marketing teams to develop their pipeline and, and revenue generation. And so uh, we you know, have been going for about seven years now and working with some of the top companies here in uh, Silicon Valley. Awesome. So how you, like, let's say if someone is getting started with the tech or maybe the technology part, you know, so how someone can get into the tech industry? Yeah, I mean, it's a great opportunity, actually, um, for folks who haven't necessarily studied engineering or, or mm -hmm. are uh, tech <laughs> type of people. Um, essentially, you know, re we really focus on the software industry and if you think about the the elements of a, a software company, it can kind of be broken down into you have to build it and you have to sell it. Um, and um, so the the traditional tech you know career is is becoming an engineer and developing products and and doing all the back end work. But there's also a, the the whole side of um, selling the the software and and getting it to market and. And, um, and so, you know, the sales teams of most software companies are broken out into the sales development team, the account executive team and customer success team. And especially what we focus on is the sales development team. It really creates a great opportunity for people that don't have a lot of experience in technology, but they want to get into the industry. Um, because it's um, it's kind of the entry point uh, to the sales team, uh, and um, you don't necessarily have to have a degree in engineering to get a, a sales development job. I get it. I get it. What do you think? Like, what sales takes? Like, what it takes to be a salesperson? Is it just experience, or, or you know, like, is it their specific skills? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's there's kind of two schools of thought. There's um, that sales is kind of something that you're born with and you have an innate quality of being a great salesperson. And then there's, you know, it can be trained and taught um, over the course of, you know, months or years to become a good salesperson. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I think that um, in order to, you know, be a good salesperson, you obviously have to enjoy the um, interacting with people and and having conversations and have a bit of a thick skin in uh, being okay with rejection and um, you know being able to stay positive in the face of rejection. Um, but on the flip side, you can learn a lot of these these skills. Um, you know, you can you can learn to become a master of the product that you're selling and a master of the pain points of the people that you're selling to and develop your skills if you're not necessarily that um, outgoing sales type of personality. I get it. 
I get it. Cool. I have one interesting question, you know, like, uh, so entrepreneurship, being as an entrepreneur, tell me like yeah. what it takes and the transitioning from the corporate world to the entrepreneurship. Like, let's say someone mm -hmm. is just has worked for more than 50 years or maybe more than 30 years into the corporates, you know, start since yeah. the age of teen and then at the age of 50 or 53 or somehow like that person is thought to, yeah, man, let me be a founder. Let me be a co-founder. Let me be starting a business. Let me just start my own company. So what thoughts yeah. do you have for them? Is it something they should be opting or they should not, or if they should opt in, what should they have to have, you know? Yeah, you know, it's a good question. Um, the, the, uh, the, the, there's so many layers to that question <laughs> that you can go into. Um, I, I think that people should, should come into it with their eyes wide open, um, if you, especially if you've been in the corporate world for a long time. Um, it, it, it's, um, it's not necessarily an escape uh, from the corporate world. Um, it's, it's just different types of stress that you put on yourself um, and being able to um, operate in your own frame of reference uh, versus um, it, to some extent being told what to do and having your goals set for you um, by the corporation that you work for. Um, so instead of, instead of reacting necessarily and, and, um, and, you know, trying to achieve the goals of, of the corporation, uh, you have to come up with that yourself, basically. <laughs> and um, that leaves a lot of white space and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of um, uh, different types of stress that you may not necessarily be expecting when you make that leap. And working into the corporate world is just like paycheck to paycheck every single month but being as a founder and co-founder what do you think what should they will be focused on will they be expecting the paycheck immediately or whenever the business <laughs> will be growing or whenever the business will be start making the money yeah well i mean i guess the best analogy that i could i could give people is um you know as a a corporate, you know, employee, you're kind of a, a goldfish in a fishbowl. Yes. And um, you've got everything set and you're, you're fed, you know, once every two weeks, and you're good to go. And, uh, you know, that's, that's great, you know, and then in the entrepreneur world, it's more of you're kind of a dolphin, you know, out in the open sea. And um, it's great, you know, you can kind of <laughs> run your own day and you can um, go as far as you want, but uh, you can starve to death, you know, easily if if you can't find find the food. So I think that would be that would be the analogy that I, I would think of. If if you're um, if you're used to the corporate world, you're comfortable, you're happy, you're doing great financially. I mean, it's it's great. Um, you know, it's it's a great uh, career. But uh, if you're if you're constrained and you feel like your your creativity and your your full potential is not necessarily being realized, then uh, you, you may want to look to an entrepreneurship path. But you, you, you will go for months, years, 
I mean, it could be a long <laughs> time before you even get back to the um, the amount of money that you were making in the corporate world. So you, you have to be <laughs> ready for that. Yeah. No, that's real. It can take months. It can take weeks. It can take years as well. This is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I would say it helps very much to, if you've got some money you know, set aside um, and, and saved up um, for those rough spots that come, come um, as an entrepreneur. And um, it also really helps to have an understanding spouse or partner <laughs> um, because, uh, you know, it's uh, you're bringing your family into this and your, um, you know, your dependents and, and all the people that are relying on you to bring the money in. Yeah. And, um, you know, the business goes up and down um, and, you know, you, you've got to be ready for that. Well, this is real. You know, like, and there's a difference between having uh, age difference as well, or you can say the generational difference as well. One co-founder yeah. can be somewhere between 20 to 25, another co-founder somewhere between 50 to 55. The responsibilities and the things both own as a difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah, big time. And, and uh, you know, if people are listening and they're thinking about, you know, they're on the fence about this, the, the sooner that you do it and the younger you are. And if you've got fewer, um, you know, dependencies and bills and mortgages yes, yes. and things like that, you're much freer. Um, the, the only thing is that you, you do, you've got the energy and the time and everything, maybe not the money um, and definitely not the wisdom of, mm -hmm. of, you know, someone starting in the mid career. Um, so you got to be able to, find those things, get the money, get the mentorship, um, get help um, to be able to shore up those. Um, but start it, I mean, do it as early as you humanly possible <laughs> if you can. So do you think like, is it easy to become a founder or is it easy to become a co-founder? Oh God. Yeah, sure. Uh, anybody can be a co-founder. I, I, you know, and more and more, you know, the, the corporate structure is changing every day in my yeah. dad's generation you know he would work at one company for you know 35 years or whatever and then it was he was set but then even in the 80s and 90s there there started to be changes where people are you know human resources and you know they're they're suddenly half of the company is laid off and you don't even know why um so to your question, yeah, anybody could be a founder. You could be a founder today. That's easy. The question is, will your business make it? And will you be <laughs> successful? <laughs> See, um, that's what I'm uh, saying. One, one year or two yeah. years or five years or 10 years. Yeah. Um, and will you make enough money to survive? You know, that's uh, and thrive. Um, that's the real question. Having a title. I'm an entrepreneur, having a title, I'm a co-founder, having a title, I'm yeah. this. Not make any sense if business is not something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, you know, so it's it's a hard question because I, I get it. I mean, people, um, you, you've, you've got to be like a free agent today and, and really develop your own career and your own business. Because even if you work for 
the best company in the world, you, you never know what's really happening and you could end up, you know, on the street tomorrow. So it's, it's important to think like an entrepreneur, even if you're in the corporate world, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. Cool. Awesome. Tell me one, one last question, you know, like uh, we always used to see the economy get crashed, bubble burst and the coronavirus, you know that, and all these bunch of economic crashes used to come. So how businesses grow after the economy crashed, you know? Yeah, you know, I think it's a lot of questions are getting back to the basics of, you know, understanding the, the customers that you're serving and understanding the, the business that you're in and how you can help people the most um, and what they'll pay for, you know, and, um, you know, developing products and services that people really need and they'll pay you for. Um, and it's so simple, but uh, it's so easy to get distracted, um, especially when things are going downhill. Yeah. Um, it's very easy to get distracted. So you kind of got to get back to the basics and um, really understand your customers and, and develop solutions that will help them and will keep them coming back year after year. Um, yeah. I get it. I get it. Awesome. What advice do you have for anyone who wants to be a co-founder or who wants to be a founder or who wants to start the one company? What should they need to know? How much backup shit they should be having? What things they should be aware of, man, I need to get through this. I have to get it done because in businessship or in entrepreneurship, there is not something known as I will try, or I'm going to try. There is just one thing I have to get it done, man. Anyhow. So what do you have for them? Yeah. I mean, you know, find, find something that you can sell um, and that you can make a good margin on and then learn to sell and get out there and start talking to people about what you have. Um, you really, you know, that's the key to a lot of it because if you can sell and you have a good product and you can get money in the door, the money buys you the freedom to be able to, you know, develop new products and to hire more people and to expand and, and make more money yourself. So first and foremost, a good product that helps people and then just get out and start selling it. Um, no excuses, you know, just go out and make it happen. And, um, and then once, once you get the money in, be careful with how you manage it so that, you know, it's not coming in $1 and then going out $2. You have to <laughs> bring in $1 keep 50 cents and then use 50 cents to pay. <laughs> yeah. You got to be smart about that too. So that's, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Cool. Awesome, David. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I think it was lovely to have you in. We got to, I think audience was obviously going to learn a lot from this episode, I guess. So yeah. Thank you so much for being in. Yeah. Thank you.